Welcome to Economically Speaking, the information podcast designed to bring you the latest economic development news in the town and the surrounding area. Hosted by Babylon IDA CEO Tom Dolan. Well, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Economically Speaking. We are on episode 29, and today we're really, really fortunate to have a special guest. It's the executive director, Ryan Silva, from the New York State Economic Development Council. Welcome. Tom, thank you so much for having me. A pleasure to be here. What a beautiful office. We've talked about this for a little while, though, right? I know uh, up in Albany, we talked out in Montauk, and uh, you finally made the trip down, and uh, we're real happy to have you here. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. I always enjoy uh, my trips down to Long Island. As you know, Tom, New York's a, a very big state, so I get to see... Just about every piece and every part of it from the eastern tip of Long Island out to Buffalo. So it's a big, beautiful state and proud (laughs) to be here and proud to be uh, talking to you about some of the things that our members are doing across the state. So why don't we start with that? Why not share with our listening audience a little bit about yourself and the role that you play at EDC? So uh, I've been executive director now at the New York State EDC going on almost six years this summer. So uh, since 2017, and the New York State EDC is the membership association for economic development organizations and professionals, uh, like I said, from the eastern tip of Long Island out in Montauk all the way out to Buffalo, New York, and everywhere in between. And we've got just shy of a thousand members And they run the full spectrum from your local industrial development agency to your county economic development organization to your regional economic development organization to colleges, universities, developers, engineers, law firms. And, you know, we really represent the broad economic development ecosystem. And why are organizations and entities like this members of, of the EDC? It's because we focus on advocacy, education, and policy development. So we advocate on behalf of our members. We provide educational training and workshops. And then we help develop proactive policies that we think will help empower our members to improve the economic climate in their community. And I know we've had a great relationship and a partnership uh, all this time also. When you look at your membership and you look at economic development, what, what are some of the challenges? Sure. Uh, the challenges range from global issues that we're dealing with, like supply chain, to rising interest rates, um, to access the capital, down to the micro level of what's happening in neighborhoods, what's happening in communities, what's happening in New York State. And one of the things we're seeing right now is with a relatively stable unemployment rate um, here in the state is workforce. And we hear it from just about every member and every part of New York State is finding workers to fill the jobs that we've created through our public-private partnerships, whether it's the local industrial development agency, whether it's the state uh, you know, doing a, a project or a deal, is how do we ensure that we have the quality workforce to ensure those jobs are successful but also stay here in New York. So a couple of those things are just things we're keeping an eye on right now. And that that is something that, you know, we went out, I know we had done a survey a couple of years ago, and that was a big thing as far as the workforce. And yeah, we have the jobs, but we just don't have the people to fill those jobs. You yeah, know? absolutely. And, and workforce is one component of it. Another component is right now we're, we're hearing a lot about is housing. Um, and I'm, it's been a co- topic of conversation sure has. in the state budget. <laughs> um, and, you know, what is the, the right solution? And it's, it's really 
difficult to say, here's the silver bullet. Here's how you solve housing because the housing challenges on Long Island might be unique and different to the challenges in upstate New York um, from affordability to quality of stock to just general access to home ownership. And what we're trying to identify are ways to take existing tools, repurpose them perhaps a little bit and allow local communities uh, to identify how to best adapt those tools. So if they need to focus on affordable housing, they can. They need to focus on workforce housing to attract the next generation of talent. They can do those things. Sure. Senior housing, another big opportunity for us here in New York State is how do we ensure our retiring population has a place to stay here in New York. So we try to collect all these best practices from our members. I know that the town of Babylon has certainly shared some of the best practices that you've done here. And, and we find that one of the most effective ways we can increase economic activity, whether it's in housing, workforce, job creation, job retention, is to empower local communities. And that's really where our focus has been from the standpoint of advocacy as well as policy development is how do we empower our local economic development agencies at the ground level to have the tools necessary they need to drive economic growth in their communities. You know, as, you, as you're speaking now and I'm, I'm listening and I think of some of the challenges, I think some of the challenges too are the perception of what we do and what we are. Sure. The term industrial development agency, when you think about it, it was a phrase that was coined in the late 60s and 70s when these agencies were created. And during that time frame was really when a lot of the outsourcing of manufacturing started to occur across New York State. And really the goal at the time was to counteract that leakage of jobs and, and companies moving to other parts of the country or even offshoring some of those jobs and some of those companies. So the term industrial lends itself to smokestacks, heavy manufacturing, and 21st century economy is so different uh, from what the initial uh, legislation that was written uh, calling them industrial development right. agencies. Right. The goal was always to focus on industry, housing's an industry, workforce is an industry. So what we're trying to do is talk about how IDAs are driving economic growth in a variety of different ways in their community. A lot of it is uh, industry attraction, job creation and job retention. But as we do our research, we see more and more IDAs are doing community revitalization. They're removing blight from their communities. They're increasing housing options all across the state. I know you've done some work on workforce development and entrepreneurship through partnerships here in your community in Babylon. So what we're trying to do is tell that story about how each IDA is unique and different and functions um, in an interest that's best for their community. IDAs are staffed by people who live in the community uh, that they work in and they take a lot of pride in that. And so do the board members. You know, these are volunteers. Right. They're volunteers from within the community that want to see a higher quality of life for their fellow uh, residents. So uh, we're, we're trying to look at how do we modernize mm -hmm. the term economic development because there are so many different ways IDAs and frankly all of our members, colleges and universities as well, that are driving economic growth. What are some of the opportunities you see in this state? There, there's a lot of opportunity in New York State for what we're sort of seeing, I don't want to call it onshoring, but it's almost reshoring. Uh, there's a recognition that 
controlling our own manufacturing destiny, whether it's in the semiconductor industry, whether it's in pharmaceuticals, is critically important in a global economy right now. How do we bring those jobs back? Because it's not just an economic issue in many cases, it's a national security. Everything we do has some sort of computer chip in it. Sure. There, how many computer chips are in this microphone? How many are in our phones that we, we utilize and talk into on a daily basis? We see sort of these emerging industries around nanotechnology, semiconductors, photonics, um, there's a rich history here in pharmaceuticals on Long Island. You look at a company like Regeneron, what a success story they've been. Um, so we see a lot of opportunities in that area for growing New York's economy. New York City, still the global financial capital of the world. Really, everybody turns to New York to see how the world economy is functioning and operating. So having a strong city like New York performing at a high level is so important. Uh, but you look at the opportunities all across the state, it's how do we build communities? How do we sustain those communities? How do we invest in places that not only a company wants to relocate, but somebody who's graduating from college can say, you know what, I see a future here. Right. Or for those that went away and want to come back home, they say, you know what, here's why I want, I want to raise my family. So how do we create those environments that naturally attracts people to stay here in New York, people to return to New York, and, and really for companies to take a solid look at New York. I think some of the companies, again, some of our partners, right, were doing a great job, and they're actually, there was one that built a company right near the university, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, which is, you know, very small. We have a lot of talent right here in New York State. We do. I mean, you look at Brookhaven Labs down here on the island, the amount of world-class research and development that happens here. I, the history of Grumman, IBM, Bethlehem Steel in, in the manufacturing, optics and photonics, Kodak out in Rochester, Corning, Corning Inc., Corning Glass. I mean, all these really amazing companies that have such a rich and deep history in New York. Sure. How do we ensure that the next generation of those companies view this as a place to thrive? So investing in entrepreneurship, um, providing tools and resources that increase not only public-private partnerships, but academic partnerships. How do we leverage our university centers like Stony Brook, like Hofstra, where I'll be tomorrow, yeah. uh, to drive economic growth in the communities, not only in their immediate surrounding geographies, but all across this state. Right. You know, we talk about, you mentioned all the, some of the resources that we have here. Do you see anything across the country that you look at as bringing it here to New York? Well, we like to say we, we want to borrow best practices and ideas. You know, if there's something that works, do we, do we need to reinvent the wheel? And you look at the history and the success around building industry clusters, whether it's in Arizona with the, the semiconductor industry, whether you look at the research triangle hmm. in North Carolina. I will say um, one of the things I found really unique is other states have actually turned to look at some of the things we've been doing. This last budget cycle, not this year, but the year before, we created the uh, Green Chips Act, which was to invest in semiconductors vis-a-vis -a, -vis a tax credit provided the manufacturer was investing in clean technologies to produce and manufacture the next generation of computer chips. In part, uh, that led to the success of Micron choosing upstate New York. 
And since that time, we've had other states actually reach out to us and say, what is this green chips tax credit program? How does it work? How do we take something like this and implement it into our own community? And I believe the state of Oregon, the state of Arizona are looking to do something similar based off the model we created here in New York. Another program um, that we've helped develop, but we borrowed some best practices from other states is around investing in shovel-ready sites. So how do we create either remediated brownfields or greenfields that are dedicated towards industry attraction? The term shovel-ready basically means turnkey ready. Time to market is reduced. A company comes in, takes a look at a site and says, this is where we want to be. All the other things are in place. The workforce is there, the talents there, the academic partnerships are there. But is the physical infrastructure there? Is there water? Is there sewer? Is the zoning approved? Mm. So we helped develop this program last year. And to the state's credit, in the budget process, they created what's known as Fast New York, which is a $200 million investment program to help create the next generation of sites to attract industry to New York State. You do such great work. I've had the opportunity to to be at many of your events. Why don't we talk about, there's a big event like we just talked uh, coming up in May. And uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about that and if anyone was looking to attend, what they can expect to do. Sure. The EDC hosts a number of events throughout the course of the year. Um, We do our sort of kickoff economic development conference in the first quarter of the year up in Albany. Usually ties into the budget process, the legislative session, so we can kind of get an idea of what is our expectation as far as policies and priorities from the state level and hear how do we as an economic development organization and association support the initiatives that will drive economic development growth. So that was about two, three months ago now, which it's hard to believe it was that that far uh, away in in, in the past, but we had over 350 attendees there. Um, Our annual meeting, as you had said, is coming up later this May. Um, Right now we've got probably 225 economic development professionals registered to attend. Uh, You can go to nysedc.org if anyone's interested in coming to our annual meeting up in Cooperstown, New York. And really it's three days of programming to help educate and provide our members with tools, best practices, so how do we learn from our our peers, and just general networking, um, learning from each other, building those relationships, whether it's with private companies, whether it's with local industrial development agencies, whether it's uh, developers looking for new ideas, new opportunities, and new projects. We provide a forum for our members to get together and learn from each other and share in those best practices. So we're excited um, for our annual meeting coming up. Um, it, it should be a great event with uh, action-packed sessions, breakout panels. Um, I, I don't want to give away too much, but if you go over to our website, you can look at some of the developing agenda. We're going to focus on housing. We're going to focus on workforce. We're going to get an update from other state associations like the land bank association the banking association the business council what's going on in their world what are their priorities and how do we as economic developers leverage our relationships with them uh, to increase economic activity in our communities back at home 
Ryan, you, you always come with so much information. We appreciate it so much. And I just want to say now that you're welcome back anytime if you'd like to come. And anything you need to update, we'd love to uh, have you uh, come back at any time. Yeah, I appreciate that, Tom. I, it, it always feels like a home away from home for me when I, when I come visit Long Island, whether I'm in Nassau County, Suffolk County, I'm in Islip, uh, or if I'm in Babylon. Uh, everybody here really does um, care deeply about the work that they do. And I think a lot of that's reflected in um, the annual OSC report that just recently came out about two, three weeks ago. The, the eight Long Island IDAs, once again, were among the highest performing right. IDAs when it comes to job creation, job retention, capital investment, but leveraging those um, public-private partnerships to their fullest impact. So uh, right now, the report shows that IDAs have created a net total count of 170,000 new jobs statewide, over 25,000 construction jobs, which are all good paying jobs. So uh, not only are we, you know, in, impacting job creation and job retention, but as we're doing a little more research, we're finding that IDAs are actually helping the state achieve some of its goals, whether it's in renewable energy production. I know there was the big announcement for Orsted recently with some right. offshore wind generation, right. but statewide, um, there's just been a tremendous impact that IDAs have helped be a part of with bringing wind and solar renewable energy onto the grid and into people's homes, into people's businesses. And uh, we're going to be releasing a little later this year, probably in the next three to four weeks, actually, I shouldn't say later this year, our own analysis of some research that we've done that shows just the broad economic impact IDAs have had, not only in the renewable energy sector, but also in the housing sector as well. And what does that mean for uh, keeping people here in New York, providing them with a variety of different oper living opportunities, but just in general, helping the state achieve many of the goals that they outline every year. We want to you know, reduce our carbon footprint. We want to bring more housing to the market. IDAs are already doing a lot of that. Excellent. How do we, as local economic developers, continue to help the state achieve its larger goals across the board? Well, we appreciate the work that you do, and uh, thank you for bringing that up. Um, that was that was good to see, that's for sure. And that's, again, we talked before about some of the challenges, and that's what it is. People don't realize that multiplier effect that happens with some of the work that we do. And we've seen it here locally, but it's great to hear it on that, that, that uh, level. Um, is there anything you'd like to add or anything you'd like to say and encourage uh, more membership? <laughs> I really just want to thank you, Tom, thank the team at the Town of Babylon IDA, as well as all of our partners on Long Island. Um, do just tremendous work here, and it makes our job easier in Albany. Um, you know, being able to point to those success stories and being able to point at those best practices um, to tell that story because there are so many good things happening with the 4,000 plus active projects that IDAs are supporting across New York State. And in a state like New York, it's critical that there are public-private partnerships in order to ensure sure. economic success. So I want to thank you and, and just the entire team here at the Town of Babylon IDA. Um, forward thinking for doing a podcast too. I mean, this is how do you reach new audience? How do you tell your story? How do you meet people and communicate with people where they are? Right. Um, this is certainly a, a great way to do it and something maybe the EDC will borrow from you. Maybe we should get our own 
podcast series going. I'll have to think of a catchy slogan though. Okay. Uh, I won't I won't borrow your your, your <laughs> slogan, but I, I think we've we've got an opportunity here um, in, in in learning from some of the great things you're doing. Thank you. Excellent. Excellent. And why don't you just share if anybody would like to contact you or how would they reach out to you? Sure. Um, you can reach me via email, silva at nysedc.org. Um, area code 518-426-4058 is our office number. Please don't ever hesitate to reach out. Visit our website at www.nysedc.org. Follow us on Twitter. LinkedIn, Facebook. We're not quite at Instagram yet. We're getting there, uh, but we're all over the social media platforms and just trying to highlight best practices. So if you have examples of good projects, good ideas, good concepts, don't ever hesitate to reach out to us. Great. Uh, well, Ryan, again, thank you so much for being here. We, uh, we always enjoy having the opportunity to visit with you and, and get that information and we enjoy getting that information out because the community needs to understand exactly what's happening and this is a great way to do it so i want to thank you all for listening today again you've been listening to economically speaking my name is tom dolan have a great day everyone this episode of Economically Speaking Podcast was brought to you by the Town of Babylon IDA. To find out more information about today's topic, our guest, or to simply stay connected, please visit the show notes where you'll find all the relevant links.